Welcome to I Got You Podcast. This podcast aims to enlighten and empower you while discussing and exploring taboo and provocative topics. Welcome to I Got You Podcast. I'm Heather, your host. I'm here tonight with Keisha and Renee. And um, our guests tonight are Jamie, Denisha, and LaToya. LaToya has her doctorate in clinical psychology. And ladies, tonight we're doing part two. And as she said, what? A woman's perspective. So a couple of our male audience and friends, they sent in some questions they had for us women. So here we go. So our first question is, are black women taught how to live without a man rather than keep one? That's a spicy question. <laughs> it is. That's a spicy question. Um, I, can only speak I, to my, I can only speak from my experience. Uh, I didn't grow up that way. I have both my parents. I, they're still together. Um, so that wasn't my experience. Okay. However, I have spoken to women who have given a array of different ways that their, their mother taught them as to how, how to view relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing compared to what I was raised with, you know, being taught and also seen and experiencing. Okay. Were you going to say something, Denisha? Um, I, would, I wouldn't say it's more so we're taught to live without a man. Right. I would say we're taught how to be independent so that you won't depend on a man for everything. So when you when you meet that man that you want to spend your life with, when you meet that partner, you have more so to bring to the table versus what people typically think a woman is supposed to do mm-hmm. as far as like cooking and cleaning. You can also you can also provide and do more than take care of the children and help run the household as well. If we're going based upon like tradition on what our grandmothers or our mothers would have kind of taught right, us. Right. So I just think it's more so being taught to be more independent and to be able to provide for yourself without mm-hmm. a man because you don't necessarily need a man to live a fulfilled, a fulfilled life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if, if you look at maybe the history of it also, I think as especially in the black families, we didn't have a choice but to be independent and our parents think about it, we we grew up in a household where there are no fathers and that's pretty much what we were taught you know what the guys are going to leave at some point so might as well you, you be independent you have what you you go for what you want and just be independent i don't think they they were saying live without a man but the guys did leave right so we had no choice but to be independent and mm-hmm. i think that's the message it's not like we can't, we don't want men, but we, they will leave at some point, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we have to fend for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what do you think? So, from a personal viewpoint, I grew up in a two-parent household, and so I think from both my mother and father, I was raised to be independent of a man. Um just so that if they did leave, right? Because mm-hmm. we know that sometimes they do, but sometimes they don't. So let's say that they do. If they do leave, I can stand on my own two feet. I can pay my own bills. I can provide for myself. If I had children, I could care for them without having to be overtly concerned about how am I going to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, if they didn't leave, right? How can I be a partner? Yes. that relationship and so that that man does not feel that burden of that traditional old school our great grandparents I have to provide mm-hmm. so that she can you know stay home and provide for the family I think this need to shift in, um, in the black woman where if you think about even in yourself um, when did you have children uh, what, what level of education did you pursue right. and so we're seeing that black women are pursuing higher levels of education that they mm-hmm. have children and later children at later ages because they want to have a sense of independence and stability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that that means that we exist in this world without a partner. Right. True. So man or woman, I don't think that we want to exist without partnership. Right. Um, I think we want to be viewed as a partner though mm-hmm. and not viewed as a um, subordinate or a submissive in the sense where I have to submit because I can't afford to right. be independent in this relationship right okay there's always seen that there we have to either one or the other why can't we have both why can't we be independent 
and and also have a partner because I think we all do want that. But I feel like the messages was like, okay, you're an independent woman, so you don't need a man, or you're you, you know a man doesn't have a place in an independent woman's life. And I, think, I hate that message. I think that's social media though, because you see a lot of women on social media like, I don't need no man, I'm independent. So they put those words together. I don't need a man in independence. Mm-hmm. So social media is pushing that to say that. We don't want him. If we're independent, we don't need a man. And, I ain't gonna say I don't huh? need. Huh? Don't say that either. Right. Right. No, right. Right. Like, I don't need a man to feel. I, I think where the message gets lost is that when yes. to think I need a man to feel confident and secure. Right. And so yes. that's the primary message behind that idea of being independent. So it wasn't independent of just a man. It was even independent of my in my friendships, right? Mm-hmm. Because who I grew up with, you know, and where I grew up didn't mean that I had to succumb to my environment or the things that my friends were doing. Right. And I could be an independent thinker and yes. I could be, you know, willing to explore and go out and see the world and still come back and still be able to, you know, kick it with my homegirls and you know, right. still be doing it mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And so oh, the I, I feel like I, I need a man because a man can bring certain things to my life, right? So if I'm in a good place and I'm feeling whole as as a as a woman as as Toya, then when I when I'm in partnership with someone else, we bring so much more to one another, right? I'm drawing from him to make me emotionally stable because I, I already am in that place. He's already hopefully in that place. Right. So now we can anchor one another. And if we start to fall so we can recognize that and, and be each other's, you know, um, pillar of support. But when you're lacking in things in yourself, then you start to draw that from your partner mm-hmm. and it can be exhausting. So I will say that I, I need a man as a compliment, but not a man as a, <laughs> a foundation, a, um, yeah, I'm right, right. as a foundation, securing who I am and where I am, but I, I want you. <laughs> right. I, right. I need a man. Okay, so I, I have an issue with how, even how the question is phrased, right? I don't feel as if I, as a woman, need to know how to keep a man. I think it's kind of one-sided, right? I think it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. I think, to Latoya's point, we can complement each other's lives, but I'm, I shouldn't be placed in a position to then determine how to figure out how to keep a man. Because at the same time, he has to figure out how to integrate into my life as mm-hmm. well, and vice versa. The whole question itself is kind of a weird, twisted question where I, I feel like we both should complement each other's lives. And, and to be yeah. clear to men, independent women, um, like some of us are, are all of us here, mm-hmm. we do, we're not definitely not saying that we don't want men because we do want men. Right, but I, I think that men should also just realize and, and recognize that historically, um, yeah. and systematically, it's it's been designed that we kind of survive without men because yeah. many times they may not show up in our lives in the way that we want them right. to. So yes. often we are left to fend for ourselves, and with that so doing, that may be a turnoff to a man because then it's being seen as if. There's no place in, in our lives for them, which mm-hmm. is not the case. It's just the fact that we're yeah. in survival mode all the time. Right. We're constantly in survival mode. Exactly. So right. There may be a lack of men around. And we already know there's a man's shortage. Right. There's a shortage of men. There's a shortage. Right. Absolutely. So we're losing them to the. To, to, Whatever it is, whichever, whatever systematic issues they right. are, so that they kind of need to. We, what we want from men is to understand and empathize why we kind of operate what, the way we do, mm-hmm. and not think that we don't need them because we do. We just yes. understand that we we are independent because of circumstances. Right, right. And Renee, I- to your point, I will also say that because women have evolved so much that the notion of us you know, having to keep a man, I feel like men are, they need to, you know, grow in their thinking about how do I go about enriching yes. women's life? Because we don't need them as, you know, the ones to be the breadwinners mm-hmm. as much as in 
the past, right? And so I think it requires a, a, a shift on their part for them to understand how we as women have evolved and what our needs are now that we have evolved. Mm-hmm. And so then I think that would help them understand how to keep us, right? Because it's all about meeting our meeting needs, right? right? And so we're articulating this is what my need is, and, and we're saying I require you no know, intimacy and time. But this yes. is a man who was raised to be a provider and more times than not, providing takes you out of the house. So <laughs> mm-hmm. And so yes. it's, it's like, you know, you got to be listening to me. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you what I need, mm-hmm. but are you hearing me? Right, mm-hmm. right. All right, so one other question. Again, this is coming straight from men now, the way the questions are worded. It says, why do women nag? Oh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Wait, I don't know, I know. <laughs> So I, I don't, I don't, you know, the word nag bothers me. I don't think we nag. I think women, as women, we pay so much attention to details that these men don't. And we have to constantly remind them what needs to be done. So my thing is not nag. It's just like, if you do what we, you know, we ask of you. And if you take the time to really pay attention to what we ask of you, then we wouldn't have to come back and ask you again. So okay. I don't think that's nagging. I just think that we, we just follow, um, you know, pay attention to details and, and we're about that. Okay. Anybody else? <laughs> I just figure if they get it done, the, if they get it done the first time, and like she said, just pay attention, then it won't be mentioned again. To me, that sounds easy. Yeah. You know, whatever right. the issue is, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. And, and that's it. That's it. It's done. Well, I think there's two parts to it, two parts to it. So you have the issue of someone giving their word, like a, a person saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then based off of what they said they're going to do, you have an expectation for them to do whatever that thing is. On the other part, it is our emotional state where we're communicating to our partners how we feel. And sometimes I can understand. I can understand how sometimes our explanation of our feelings and our emotions at the time can come off as nagging. So it's two different things because we can't, I shouldn't say we can't, but I would say that it is not, it's unreasonable to expect for someone to meet us where we are all the time. Right. People can't read our minds Mm -hmm. and our our emotional state presents in different ways. So... What we're feeling sometimes may not translate to what they see, and so I I can understand how it comes off as nagging. So I'm not trying to hype the guys up on this at all. I'm not. <laughs> but I think you have a valid point, Jamie, though, because like we have expectations of our partner, and we don't always articulate it or articulate it well. Okay. We interact with them, and, and we want them to know, like, when I'm saying this to you, I'm, I'm really saying I want time. Mm-hmm. Or if I say, you know, nothing is wrong, I really want you to figure out, you know, that something is wrong <laughs> and what it is that's bothering me. Um, and so I think how learning each other's communication style and being comfortable enough to truly uh, identify and then say what it is that's bothering you. And then give them the opportunity to... To work on it it's not going to happen overnight Absolutely. in some cases they might actually do it immediately <laughs> but then they, they forget they go back to their old pattern and so you know we have to i feel like relationships are just like a steady compromise and right sometimes you yeah. have to negotiate that you know i'll have time to do uh, people talk tonight you know I want to <laughs> mm-hmm. so just respecting that they may not always be in a position to meet our needs and giving them the opportunity to do so without having to constantly rehash it. And I was watching something yesterday and they said, um, one play, right? So whatever it is that one thing that you're talking about, but don't bring up about two weeks ago when he didn't mm-hmm. do, and you'll never do, and you speak your after <laughs> Yes. You know. Right, right, right. Okay. Here's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I think that women more so than men clearly articulate and it, it, for men it could be seen as one-sided but I believe that women in general are better communicators than men and when we set um, an expectation when we, and 
and that's just a loose way of saying it, right? I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, I'm the boss and this is what you got to do. But when expectations are being uh, explored and, you know, something is said or, or an expectation is thrown out there, and then if it's deemed as something that's doable and you know it's not unreasonable and for the person to not do it, that's when the, the nag comes in. That's when yeah, men right. that we're nagging because you are not fulfilling a request that was made. And if if it if if I'm gonna if it if there's a month that passes and it hasn't been done, it's gonna be brought up again mm -hmm. because in our heads, as in women's heads, it's like okay, it's a simple request that was said a while back. I think within that time frame. If it's a reasonable request, it should have been done. But if we then go back and ask about it, men deem it as nagging when it's just an when it's just basically a request or an expectation that was on men. So I, I don't believe that. I think men take it out of context, and I think men, I think men, women are naggers. I agree, but they're naggers for a reason. There's a reason behind it. We're just not. We're not just naggers because we're women. We're naggers because oftentimes men are not fulfilling something that we're requesting for them to do. Clearly communicated, and was it understood as something? Right. So I'm I'm trying to think of cases where. I'm like I'm trying to think of specific scenarios where someone would say, "Oh, you're nagging," um, and I really I can't come up. I, the only thing that I can think of is if I'm thinking about housework. <laughs> spouse, my spouse said, "You know what? I'm gonna cut the grass today," and I'm like, "Okay, you go cut the grass." It goes by, the grass still not cut. The next day goes by, and, they, and so I'm asking again. I thought you because you said it. I didn't ask you to. You said it. Are you going to cut the grass? So, but that that is something that he offered. That's not something that I'm like, hey, you need to go cut the grass. And now I'm like, uh, you need to go. As far as my personal needs, like if I'm giving a request and that need is not met, then I wouldn't, for me, it would be a conversation, not a nagging. Because I'm not, I'm not in the space to beg any person to take care of my emotional needs. Right. If you can't me, if I've clearly communicated that to you and we've had a decent conversation about it and I felt that you received what I was saying, if you choose to not honor that, then right. you need to right. other options. I'm just not, I'm not about to beg you to, nah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I personally think oh, that well. anytime you ask them to do something more than once, uh -huh. it's, just nag it's just nagging to them, period. That's just the only way that they see right. it, especially if our tones change or we're, we're slightly getting aggressive about it. To right. us, sometimes it, it's just a conversation. Mm -hmm. But to them, it's, if, if it's a repeated conversation, then they right. take it as nagging. Right. Right. Okay. All right. So I want to ask another question because I know the guys are going to come for us. Renee, something that you said, right? <laughs> that women are better communicators than men. Do y'all agree so. on that? I think so too. Do y'all? Because I know they come, they're going to come for us. Huh? Yeah. I think I think oftentimes, oftentimes, here's the deal: we 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 communicate differently. We already understand that. I think right. we communicate differently from women. I think women uses a lot of words. Yes, mm -hmm. men may use actions. Um, oftentimes, obviously, you can get a picture from words that are said versus um, actions because your actions could mean you could do something and it could be interpreted as. Uh, maybe he's upset or maybe he's not upset. Maybe he's just tired. I can't read minds. Mm -hmm. So if I tell you I'm tired, that's an easier communication than, than you shutting down and going to bed. Yeah. It could be something else, right? So I do believe women are better communicators than men. Okay. What do y'all think on that one? <laughs> I think so. I think we're better communicators because we actually say what we're feeling. A lot of the guys that I know really don't really talk that much. And you have to kind of figure out based on their mood or the way they act to figure out what's going on. Okay. They'll rather not talk a lot when they're having an issue. Most of the guys that I know, very few guys that I know that actually will tell you that how they're feeling. They'll rather just kind of go and walk it off or something like that. But women, we're going to tell you, listen, they are not, whatever it is, I think we, we're better okay. overall. Yeah. Anybody else? Well, I would say, you know, I'm not to beat up on the men. So I'm going to go, I'm going to give them a little 
leeway on this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I think you're right, Keisha, that we are better in using our words and men are better in using their actions. But I still think it's their way of communicating, right? Okay. So I think about, you know, times where, you know, my, my um, boyfriend may have not wanted to tell me no. <laughs> he'll call and he'll do something like, Man, I had a real, you know, bad day. It was long. Oh, and so instead of just saying, like, maybe we need to, you know, go out tomorrow, it's, yeah. I'm going to let her know how tired oh, I right. am. Mm-hmm. And then she will hopefully decipher from that <laughs> that we're going to have a, a different night. And right. so you have to learn each other's communication style, right? And I think where it becomes nagging is because we're such vocal creatures that. We want them to hear us. We want them to, when we're having a, a, even a, a, an argument, for lack of better words, right? Why won't you argue back with me? And it's like, because that's not what men do. They're right. not vocal. They're, they're action-oriented. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to them being providers. And being a provider originated from being a hunter. So they, oh, they, yeah. they are doers, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're much more concrete than we are. They're much more solution-focused than we are. And so they don't want to sit and ruminate and, and go back and forth about the issue. They want to know, all right, you don't say that. Straight now, to the point. <laughs> right, right. Okay. All right, so the next question is, why is it that when a woman finds a good man with good qualities, she then turns and says that he's not her physical type? Because <laughs> we're going after a certain type. I a person's upbringing and even the smallest details about how a person is raised in their social environment has such a huge impact on how we receive love what we find attractive um, what, we, what we look and look for in men and even the types of relationships or the types of people that, that we are drawn to um, so I mean I'm not a psychologist the toy is so I know that she, <laughs> she can speak on this um, but you know to very at the very baseline women are nurturers we're raised to nurture to you know you're the mother you have to take care of things you have to be kind hearted and in that nurturing i feel that we we like to problem solve or there has to be something that we have to take care of to, to help along the way um and so when you have someone who doesn't need help who's whole and i like that that's why you use that because when, when someone says they're looking for someone to to complete them, that scares me. You're not complete by yourself, and oh, that's too much pressure. It's too much pressure. I need you to be whole, and then we can help each other out. <laughs> but I, I think that we look for things to fix, and if someone is already put together, it kind of takes away the excitement. So it's like, oh well, run my So, but then on the other side of that. People have preferences, you know, like some people prefer darker people like their people, some people prefer light, you know, like people have preferences. God knows where that comes from, mm-hmm. but you like what you like. I don't mind looking at art. In fact, I love art. And if you make it well sculpted, thank you for your art. Thank you. I'm not mad at it. So, so you would... Would you leave somebody because they're not your physical type, though? For me, I look beyond what what I see on okay. the outside. Oh, boy. And I, and I think a lot of people... Latoya's it. <laughs> I, I feel like, oh, obviously, if I first meet someone, uh-huh. then there has to be something physical there for me to even be attracted to you. Mm. But if we get to know each other and we become friends, and I find there are qualities in you that go beyond your physical appearance, mm. then I... I am more attracted to the person than I am the physical. Girl, you good. All right. So, but I think a lot of, I think we place too many limitations on, on what we will date or, or what we will do and become attracted to those limitations we miss out on really great people. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to miss out on people. So I mean, if you're, if you're not, I don't know what the standard is. They like them tall, dark, and handsome. That's what the standard is. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. <laughs> what you what you think, Denisha or Latoya? I've tried, <laughs> and um, I mean, wealthy, nice, educated. But when he was sitting across from me and eat, and he would just be look, I would just be looking at him like I cannot. Yeah, I, I can't. Like 
attracted to what you're attracted exactly. to. So, and you want, and you want, and it, it, it sounds good to say, oh, I'm going to get to know the inner person and all that. That's when you first meet someone, that's not what you look at. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see something, I don't, I mean, when I see something tall, dark, and handsome, or light, slim, and handsome, that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> so, and then I get to know them, and I'm like, okay, he got all that on the outside, but there's no substance. Mm-hmm. Then that's when I'll change route. But, but when I initially meet someone, I don't know what kind of qualities you got going on. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm going to get to know you. But if it's just really, really bad on the outside, I'm just going to be honest. I can't, I can't do it. Right. And I mean, I've tried. We're just better off as friends because I'm not, you can't make yourself physically attracted to somebody if that's not what you like. No matter how good it is. Like, I mean, wheatgrass is good for you, but you're just not going to drink it if you just don't like it. That's the way I feel. Oh, right. Lord. Listen, I don't care how good it is for me. Or how right, good it is for right. Me. right. If, I don't, if I don't like the taste, I can't swallow it. <laughs> it's, it's a, I think it's a double standard. Oh, uh, I think it's a double standard because men have the opportunity to have a plethora of voices and women and you know I like it's uh, long hair I like it you know whatever but then what it is that when we have a physical preference mm-hmm. that's when oh but you're overlooking the fact that he's a good man mm-hmm. yeah yes. uh, yeah Absolutely. great right I understand that you're a good man and maybe a, 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 some good woman should be with you. Absolutely. But I don't believe that it's a double standard at the end of the day. And men, men will, will, will say that in a, in a minute mm-hmm. when they are the ones who actually, they have, they have types as well. They have physical types as well. So I think it's a double standard. Right. Anyone else? <laughs> Listen, I, the thing is, like, we always have to choose. Why can't we have it all? misconception <laughs> you think men have about women the biggest misconception I think, I think men oftentimes uh, put us all in a bucket and I, I, I oftentimes think that men think that all women are emotional mm-hmm. um, because we do, do recognize that a lot of times men make decisions from a practical standpoint but women there are women out there like that as well who they're not emotional, um, and they make their decisions based on facts mm-hmm. and things that are practical. But I think men in general just look at us as all just emotional beings. Right, right. There's emotional else? men out there too. Yeah. Lord, like, why? <laughs> I think I had, um, I, I talked to a friend, and I asked him what was, you know, the misconception and to touch on when you said they're all emotional. Like, I'm the type of woman, when I tell a man to tell me the truth, I actually mean for him Mm -hmm. to tell me the truth. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm with you already, and I think you've done something that you shouldn't have done, I already think you've done something wrong and that you're lying to me. And I'm still there. Mm -hmm. So what makes you think, if you tell me the truth, I'm not going to still at least try to work on it with you. and You can respect the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you lie to me, you're taking away my choice to make a decision, exactly. whether to stay or rather to go. Mm-hmm. So I just, I mean, and there are a lot of women out there that if you tell them the truth, they just go ballistic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're going to naturally get upset. We're going to get upset if you tell us a lie. Mm-hmm. But when, you, when you're honest with us, if you just tell us straight up, then we're... Then we'll calm down, and then from that point on, we have to decide, okay, so am I going to move forward with this, or am I just going to let it go? But when you continue to do those things and you're not honest about it, then that's that's when it's just, we're constantly going back and forth. It's hard for us to give up on someone that I care about. 
and then you're stuck like if he lies, he's telling the truth. Or, you know, so I just want, when I say I want someone to be honest with me, I want you to be honest with me, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, and let me go from there. Right. I can always respect the honesty. Right. I can't respect you if you just constantly keep lying to me, and then I'm just going to leave, and I'm going to constantly, I'm just going to always be wondering, right. personally. So, Denisha, one yeah. question. Do you think they have to make it soft? If for the no, honesty, no. I'd rather you give it to me. Give it to me hard. Give it to me. Don't, don't sugar, don't sugarcoat it with me. Don't spare my feelings because when I'm feeling something, the type of woman I am, I'm just gonna tell you, like straight up. And this is and this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I've had men tell me that, like I express what I want and what my needs are. And they can and it can come off kind of aggressive and it's intimidating. Oh my but God. my thing is, then that lets me know right then you're not meant exactly. Because I need to be able. I can't censor myself around you. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not gonna disrespect you. But I mean, it is what it is. Right. That's right. that's just how I feel. Like if like if I feel you need to touch up on your hygiene, I'm gonna tell you you need to touch up on your hygiene. <laughs> right. If Love I'm it. Really you after you fit, you know, I'm, I'm willing to pay. Uh, I don't know. They just they just think that but there are some people who can't handle it. Right. Show. They'll tell you that and, and they really can't handle it. Right. I love it. But I feel love like when, when guys, um, when they think that we can't handle honesty and just decide to lie to us without really knowing how our reaction, they take away our choice, you know, the choice that we have. So, yes, and, and I but like Denisha said though a lot of women can't handle it because they want the man to do it in a soft way or they want the man to beat around the bush instead of coming straight forward so I think now the man has to think how do I tell her the truth without hurting her feelings but I think you can go ahead Latoya Should I stay or should I go and all that? But truthfully, you're already doing that. 
You're yeah. already in that state of mind because you already know he's done it. Mm-hmm. So for me, for you to man up and say you've done it, oh, yes, I am attracted to her. I might, And I would say, okay, good, because you're not, for some reason, they think that when we're with them and we're loving them right and doing what we're supposed to be doing, that they're the only person that we like. <laughs> or they're the only person that, you know, we're attracted right. to. Go on telling her. Hey, brother, I know you're attracted because you ain't, you ain't the only... You ain't the only flavor. That I oh, she's funny. Okay. So, you know, like, like, because they making you feel good, they think like, oh, okay, it ain't nobody else for her but me. No, just like you think you got options, I got them. Girl. Well, I guess I would pose a question, right? Uh-huh. I, you know, I know the men are asking the question, but I would pose a question to us as women. You know, why do we need that when we have that feeling, why do we need that answer from them? Whether they're going to be honest, they're going to sugarcoat it, they're going to tell us the truth. What is it about us as women that we need to have that, that almost like that closure? Like, mm. I have this thought, but it's just a thought. So I need him to confirm or disconfirm this before I will make an action plan. Why why aren't we independent in our thinking, right, about the relationship to say, you know what, if I'm already feeling like you out there doing something, it's because you're not doing something right in this household. So I need to address that. Right? And I need to address myself and why am I allowing you to continue to do these mm. same things? And I'm not sitting here on a high horse because I've been in those situations where it's like, come on, like I'm try- you know, I'm trying to work with them, I'm trying to ask them and trying to let them know how I feel. But at the same time, then I have to give myself a gut check and say, you know, Sawyer, what are you doing that you calling this man asking him two and three times, are we still going out? Mm. You already dressed going out. Right. And then when he call and he say, what you doing? Oh, I went out. It starts to create behavior change because now they realize, oh, she got options. Right. And it might not exactly. even be of a man. I might be out with my girlfriend. Right. I'm out. Exactly. I'm, with I'm just going to let you know I'm out. True. Right. I'm right. not waiting on you. I'm going to keep it pushing. Right. Yeah, but I think that we do that, we stay. I think we do that when we have that gut feeling because for me personally, if I really truly, if I just like you, I'm rolling. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like you. But if I really, truly love you, I understand that no one is perfect. Mm-hmm. I have my flaws, but they might not be the same as yours. And I just, I'm just not ready to give up. Yet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very, that's just me personally. I'm not ready to give up. Right. I think that's a very real and honest answer. Yeah. Right? And I think that as women, that's what we have to reflect on a little bit more. Right? You know, what is it about that person? that we love so much that we're willing to stay and sacrifice having our needs be mm. met or met minimally. I feel for me personally, I say if I can if I can stay with this man and look at myself in the mirror and still smile and, and feel good about what's looking back at me, you know, then I can then I can go forward. But if I'm feeling shameful and I'm not feeling good, I can't do it because I'm not going to shine then because mm-hmm. I feel embarrassed. I feel, I mean, it's just, it, I don't know, just just for me personally, that's how it is. If I can be with you and still hold my head high, right? you know, but also, too, when you know they're doing something they're not supposed to be, per se, like if they're cheating, you know they're doing that, they can give and, and accept your apology only if they're doing the same thing. You know, that, that's not it for me. You, you have to show me. You have to prove it. Right, so. right. All right, so are traditional gender roles still important today? And if they are, why? That question was hard for me. <laughs> what do you mean by that exactly? So you know how... Yeah, I mean, I know what I think about it. <laughs> so with it's the roles, hard. like, you know how back in the days the men are the ones that work, they do everything external, according to one of our friends, and the women are the ones that do everything internal. So the women take care of the house, they wash, you know, take care of the kids, do certain things. So like back in the days where our grandmothers and all that was doing. Is it the same today like how it was back then? Mm-mm. Okay, I don't think that's what I thought it meant. Yeah. No. no. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it should be. You say you don't think it should be? I don't think it should be not. If the woman working, if the woman's not working, then of course she would take care of you know, she would take on that traditional role. Mm-hmm. But that's like five different jobs. So if he just going to one, I got five. You know what I'm saying? And we, and these are our, our children. Right. These aren't just my children. Right. 
So I feel like like sometimes, you know, like you go out of town and you leave your husband home with the kids, you gotta tell them what the kids are working to. So I don't I don't right. I don't agree with that. Like being <laughs> your own children. Be, being married and you're single hey, parents. Right. Right. Or, like, or I have I have women say, Well, you know, let me see if my husband a babysitter. I'm like, what does that even mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna tell you, hey boo, do you got plans to Friday night? Because I do. Right. So, and that's it. You ain't got to tell him the kids stand there with him. He's sitting there. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. I mean, if you get home, right? If you get home before I get home, the meeting, the thing, you know what you got to do. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I just, I feel like we both paying bills. We both had these children. We both purchased this home. I mean, we both live in this household. I think it should be a partnership. It shouldn't be. Oh, the woman does this and the man does this mm-hmm. because I can push a lawnmower just like you right. can push a pancake. So, I mean, who gets to it gets to it, and I don't always want to get to it first. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just on the real note. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I agree with I agree with Denisha. I I think that um, that has changed. Women are now more in the working force. They're they're out working, doing some of the same things as men. I, I believe that when you're in a relationship, it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. You you determine as a union how that household is going to be ran. So if at the end of the day, if my man got to cook or clean, if that's what he chooses to do because of whatever reason, then I think we'll make a decision together that that's what he's going to do mm-hmm. or vice versa. If I need to go out and mow the lawn or whatever. It's a partnership. And I think we should get out of these whole gender role type of situation mm-hmm. because no longer are women in the mm-hmm. household just doing work at home. Right. Women are out. And to Denisha's point, if I'm out and I work at nine to five and sometimes come home at six, seven o'clock in the night and then have to cook mm-hmm. and then have to bring the kids to uh, Made the kids and uh, make the um, have them go to bed. It's it's a lot of work that's being done. Mm-hmm. So again, and you're a single parent. As, yeah, it's almost yeah, a basic right. Parent. right. So you're a single parent with a grown a grown child. With Don't nobody have time for that. Right, right, right. <laughs> you're a single parent with a monthly stipend. Right. He <laughs> helping pay the bills. That's it. Exactly. But isn't it sexy yeah. though when that man? Gender role is in the bedroom. Right. Oh, yes, girl. Oh, sorry. But isn't this... No, no, no. no. That's another thing. Yes. That's a whole other conversation. The only thing you can do that I can't do is in that room. Right. (laughs) But isn't it sexy when that man could be in the kitchen, too? It depends on what you got. Hey, next subject. Next subject. You want me to do that to you? I don't want you no more. No, we good. Mm Mm-mm. That's another topic. Another topic. <laughs> another topic. All right. So don't. You, isn't it sexy when a man could be in the kitchen though? You see that man in the kitchen cooking. Oh. I love it. Yes. Our, right. Cooking that food. Just oh. Just wake up and go cook breakfast with some underwear on. Going too far. All right. Sorry. So. <laughs> Yes. No, but just let me touch on that right there. Uh-oh. Like men always say, well, why don't you put on some lingerie for me? Why don't you put on some for me? Right. <laughs> like, right. what makes you think I don't want you walking around and poking that draw? Right. <laughs> let me see what you want to fucking with. Because I'm attracted to you, too. Right. Mm. All right. So, all right, let's go. <laughs> All right, men, next question. Men oftentimes say that women overthink things and not take it at face value. Do you agree? So they said yes, we're... because if we took it at face value, we wouldn't even be together. Mm. Right? Okay. Period. Like, if you took it like, oh, he's not, he not answering the phone. Oh, so that means he don't want to be bothered. So then we're done. Because half the time, men aren't going to pursue after that. You know what I mean? When you... I found that if you stop chasing them, they, like, they don't put for... I guess... They don't put forth as much effort as we do to continue to make something work. Mm. Mm. So if we took their actions at face value, I feel like there wouldn't be any relationships. Because we would just take it as, okay, 
he got his phone flipped over. He cheated. I'm done. That's face right. value yeah. enough for me. Or like we were talking about when we had that gut feeling. You know, we had yeah. that gut feeling. So that's at face value. If he's like, if it's walking like a duck, talking like a duck, quacking like a duck, it's a duck. Yeah. Right. So it's if we took it at face value, there would be no, I'd let, boo, there would be no us if I took it at face value. Okay. Because we would be just, it'd be just one and done. You understand what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's just me. What do y'all think? Do we do women overthink? Definitely. For me, I do. I know that I do. But I, I'm, I'm constantly thinking. I, I, I think that's something that women do because maybe because of the many roles that we we have, the many hats that we wear, we constantly have to think about things anyways. Um, and then also having to be a planner requires you to think. For me, I don't want to just everything. You know, you know the whole picture of the igloo. You have what you see, and then you have this huge underrated of what really is going on. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that it is, it, is, it would prove prudent to just take things as you see them. Because just because your guy put the phone down doesn't mean that he's cheating. Right. Maybe he's right. for you, but you too nosy, and you you won't get as many the time to get, mm-hmm. you know, give you what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. But I think that question wasn't was asked in a negative way. That question was like, if I tell you, if I tell you I'm about to go to the store, mm-hmm. why are you asking me where I'm at? And that's not a that's not an overthinking what? issue. That is a trust issue. Yeah. What, Two different things. What? Yeah. What'd you say, Latoya? I was gonna say that we do that based on previous experience, right? So if when you think back to like your very first relationship. You probably were told, if I could find my very first boyfriend and have him talk to my boyfriend today, they would describe me as totally different Different. people. Mm -hmm. And not simply just because I aged, right? But because I've had relationship experiences in between Mm -hmm. that have shifted how I engage in a relationship. Right. When my first relationship, when I reflect on it, you know, I was naive. I was bright eyed, wish and tell, just so hopeful and optimistic about the relationship. (laughs) And as you get your heart broken a couple of times, then you start to have these defenses that present. And you're like, I don't want to know what that feels like anymore. That hurt like hell. Right. It took me a minute to come back from that. And so when you get with this person now, you know, at, at my age, it's like, look, I done had me some relationships, and I done been through some lying, I done been through some cheating, some babies being born, mm-hmm. you know, I done had some situations, and now when you flip that phone over, I'm going to automatically think that you out here doing something <laughs> right. exactly. that you, you know, you're reliable, so I don't go in with 100% trust, I don't go in with 100% faith in you putting my heart and my feelings first because so many times when I have it's been violated mm. so I need in that in that not even in that first six months when you're putting on that person for me not not Ooh. your character mm-hmm. when you yeah. I want to see you once we're, we're good and in a relationship and we've had an argument already and mm-hmm. we had to work through some conflict I want to know that person right, right? because we all have a representative in the beginning mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're amazing people myself <laughs> and right. amazing Right? I don't nag about anything because I don't have to because you're you're putting your representative forward right. and so you're calling all the time, let's go out, let's do this, let's do that. You get to about a year in and all of a sudden things shift and I think that's when the true person that you're in a relationship with, either somewhere between maybe 9 and 12 months, that yeah. person emerges because mm. you start to have, you know, you start to see that person for who they, they are, really are. And that's when you start to have to figure out is this somebody I really want to be with right is it more than just the physical because you know the sex might be good but do I really like this person yeah. mm-hmm. right do I like his character do I like his values do we have similar morals and values and similar goals can we motivate each other you start having those thought processes because right. for women a lot of times we're like I'm looking for a partner and I don't want to keep dating Dating is not my goal for life or for relationships. Mm-hmm. I want to find a partner and stop this. Right. And a lot of times for men, they're like, you know, I'm dating. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. Once they get older, they're looking for a partner. Right. But okay. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Once they get old and raggedy. That's why it's important to ask those questions up front, you know, that just being direct, you know, what exactly are you looking for? What is your expectation in what we're doing here? Right. And being 
receptive to whatever is said. And then also it's it's important to, like you said, everyone sends out their, their avatar, but every relationship that we're in, there should be a requirement for the other person to earn our trust, and we should also have that requirement for ourselves that we earn the trust of the other person. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's fair to just say, oh, I'm just going to give you blind trust. People are people. We all come from different experiences, different backgrounds. So everyone should come in any relationship, friendship, relationship, whatever, with the understanding that they need to earn the other person's trust. Right. Um, okay. And if I have any insecurities from the jump, if, if we're if we're friends, I would hope that you would get to know me on a deeper level as a friend. And then if that friendship turns into we're you know interested in becoming more, then you already have a baseline of who I am. Right. So in that baseline, you've already been exposed to some of my insecurities. So if I'm telling you this certain behavior triggers me and this is why, and you do it, then okay, we'll talk about it, but I've already told you, you know, <laughs> and maybe that's where that nagging comes from. <laughs> you already talked about this, but you're not listening. You right. know what? Don't even worry about it. All right. <laughs> so all right, I think. Toya um, touched on this earlier. Should a man get to know a woman's love language or love her the way he wants to? If he wants me to stay, he better learn my love language. And the same for him, right? I need to learn his communication style, Mm -hmm. his love language, his conflict resolution style, right? Because we're we're not made the same, you know? We're just not. I mean, even if you have two, two women in a relationship or two men in a relationship, they're still not made the same. And mm-hmm. so we have to learn one another, respect one another's style, and be willing to provide that, right? right. So I'm someone who I show up, um, my love through gifts. But that may not be your partner's style. Mm-hmm. My partner is very affectionate and in and, and tune with my emotions. And it's like, you know, I wasn't right. used to that. So it was like, where did that come from? But then that let me know that that's what he needed from me. And then that let him know what I was looking for. And so we got a little bit of both. Because if you're honest with one another and, and you find a compatible partner, the affection and things that he needs, when he gives it, I get the warm and fuzzy feeling the same as I get when I get a gift. Right. But I'm not as willing and open to say that that's what I need. Mm-hmm. Right? Because then that makes me vulnerable. That puts me in a space where I'm letting you know that I'm catching feelings for you. Mm-hmm. But if I keep it as a gift thing, then that keeps you on the surface Ooh. and it keeps it superficial. Oh, that's deep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. What's wrong with letting them know that that you are catching feelings? Like, what is what's wrong with being vulnerable? And I'm right now. I'm the pot calling the kettle black because I'm like, we can be friends. You you cool where you at? I'm cool where I'm at. Mm-hmm. But what's wrong with being vulnerable? I wouldn't say there's anything, and I'm only, okay, I'm going to speak for me and not as a professional. I'm speak as, you know, just mm-hmm. Toya. Mm-hmm. For me, because I've been vulnerable in the past and I've been hurt and been hurt in a way where it just, like, rattled me, I am not, in the beginning, in going to put myself in a space to let down my guard enough. Mm-hmm. I have to get to a point where I feel like I can trust you. I feel like you're, you've protected my heart. I feel like you... You know, even when we have disagreements or I don't like something that you did, that you still do it from a place of love and it's not any maliciousness there. Once I know that and I can feel secure in that, then I will slowly let my guard down and really show you how much I love you and I can start to, you know, resonate with that uh, emotional side. But it, it, it makes you, it makes you, when truly it makes you vulnerable. When you're vulnerable, it makes you susceptible to to the good and the bad Mm -hmm. and that bad sometimes can be so heavy that you're just like i don't want to i don't want to risk it right Mm -hmm. until i know that you're worth me risking Mm -hmm. it more or that we're worth it and that i'm I'm committed to it i'm gonna stay in the fight the good the bad the ugly if you cheat i'm still i'm gonna cry i'm gonna be hurt but i'm gonna stick it out and i'm and i'm gonna try and figure out you know what led you to do that Mm -hmm. and try and problem solve and work with you and figure out is this a relationship that's salvageable? Right. But salvageable, but I gotta get there. Yeah, and you know what, Latoya? I had this guy two months into talking to him. He was like, "Oh, but you know, you have a lot of walls up." I was like, "I don't know you like that, not to have walls up." Can I have a chance to really get to know you? I mean, yeah, 
right. not giving it a chance. Like, I can't put my walls down two months into knowing you or just talking to you on the phone. Like, I don't know. And then it was like, I wondered, like, what kind of vibe work was I giving him? But yes, I do have walls up because I'm, I want to protect my space. Right. And not everybody, I don't want everybody entering this protected space that I have. So mm-hmm. give me some time to know you and it, it, if it needs to get there, then it'll get there. Okay. And there's so many emotions that fall underneath anger 
you you can literally pinpoint, but we don't talk about those things, which means that we can't really get to the root of the problem. On that note, all right, so one last question because I know we're going over the time. Um, why do you think some women bring up the past indiscretions consistently in a relationship? I personally feel, from my experience, if I'm bringing up something that happened in the past, it's because we're having to address that issue again. Exactly. Um, and, and from what I've learned from the space that I went through to where I am now, if, if, I am, if I've already told you and we've gotten to a difficult moment and we're, and we're back at that place, then clearly what we discussed the promises that we made to each other did mean enough to you for you to keep that word or for you to do the work. Mm -hmm. So that means that you, you just need to part ways because clearly there's time, time is too precious to just continue to wait for you to get it right. Okay. But I feel like it depends on who committed the indiscretion, right? So I feel like if I were cheated on, my husband should, or my partner should be able to participate in what. I have questions coming up to be open up to answer them. Like, my thing is, like, sometimes it's not an easy resolution at first. Like, you have questions, and I think the partner should be open, open enough to, um, to be able to receive those questions and be okay with it, no matter how long it is. I, I just feel like it's not just that easy. Okay, we talk about it today, and it's okay. I think it, there should be a space left for if I have more questions. Mm -hmm. It should be okay for me to come and ask you about it. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Anybody else? We typically, I think we typically have more questions because, mm -hmm. like, when it takes us back to the question where it says we overthink. Because, mm -hmm. okay, when you ask him a question and you'll put it together and you'll be like, well, wait a minute now. He said this. Mm -hmm. So that don't even make sense. Mm -hmm. Right. So you got, so you have more questions. But, like, I feel like if they just come out and just be honest and upfront, you already basically caught. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just be honest and upfront so we can move forward. Because I've had that happen. Like, for years, I asked about this one person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I already knew in my gut mm -hmm. what it was. So then one day in a heated argument, he was like, okay, you want to know, so I effed her. And I was like, thank you. That's all you wanted. Mm -hmm. That was it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and honestly, I was so surprised at myself that it never came up again. Because mm. I had that, I for me personally, I had that closure that I needed. You know, so that, that was for me. If you answer, like, my thing is, how dare you get agitated when I'm yeah. asking you about your indiscretion? Mm. Yeah, that's what yes. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, how, who do you think you are that... I mean that that's okay. Right. Like, what makes you think you're special? Right. So let me go out. And, so let me go out and do it to you, but I'm not tip for tat. But let me go out and play with you and make you think that I did something and see if you can swallow your own medicine. Mm -hmm. Oh, homegirl, they cannot swallow it. Right. They can't right. Swallow it. Right. You will get a whole nother man like you never had before. Mm -hmm. He'll be trying to climb in your skin. <laughs> where, where you been? Where you at? Well, right. I'm on my way home. Well, how far are you away from the house? Right. Why? Right. <laughs> I'm in route. What you doing at work? I'm working. Right, right, right. Like, for real. <laughs> but I feel like asking questions, I feel like deep down, as you said, Anisha, that would be a good feeling that something is not mm -hmm. right. I, I yeah. think so. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And right. then they give you, and you turn around and ask them again six months later, then they give you another answer. Right. Well, wait a minute. I thought you said, but then they get upset all over again. Why? Right. Yeah. Right. Like I'm right. here. I'm with you. I'm trying to get through this with you. But we're only going to get through it if you tell the, the truth. truth. Right. Then how do you get like to you don't want drama? Right. Hmm? How do you get to a place where you can actually trust this person when they continue to feed those lies? And it goes back to the question that Latoya asked earlier. Why do we continue to tolerate that? You already know. You already know the answer. Mm -hmm. And like for me personally, if you can't. Like, how, how much of a lie are you willing to take? Because trust is everything. Mm -hmm. You know? It like, is. And if I, if I continue to give you an opportunity to be honest, and you continue to just say, eh, I'm going to just go ahead and hold on to this lie, right. how am I supposed to trust you on other matters? Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, for me, I get trust back with change behavior. 
So personally, I was married. I was married. I was with someone for 15 years. And there was, it wasn't really, like there was one act of indiscretion. Like there were inappropriate relationships. There were reasons to happen. It wasn't actually, it was just a one incident of actual infidelity. Mm-hmm. So, and I had reached, I reached my point when I had nothing else left to give yeah. mm-hmm. to where my joy was stolen. I had nothing else left to give, period. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, and I couldn't, I just couldn't take it no more. So I walked away. But then we were on break for about two to three years. And he came back to me and he said, I, cause he never wanted the divorce. He never wanted it at all. Mm-hmm. But you weren't a good husband. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to deal with people calling me babies, none of that type of stuff. He just was not a good husband, period. And um, I was just tired and I was ready to move on. So years later, he came back to me and he wanted to get back together. And I said, okay, you have to show me that you're willing to get back together with me, that you're willing to put in a word that you have made these changes. I'm going to continue to date. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put all my eggs back in your basket. So as long as you know that and you're comfortable with that, then we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be fine. I'll, I'll give you that shot. But like I said, he wasn't, I didn't have all those real bad, like, issues. It was just, he just wasn't mature. Mm. Yeah. So, and he told me he went out and he did some soul searching and he's made himself a better man, but he made himself a better man to try to get his wife back. Okay. Not for anybody else. Hmm. And so, I mean, we're good. Right. We're good. We're back together. I mean, he won. I put all my eggs back in his basket again. Right. Yeah. So, and he has shown that it's been consistent. He is totally a different person. Right. You know, totally a different person. That's good. He talked too much and expressed himself too much. (laughs) That's good. Like Keisha said, love wins, though, right? Yeah. Love wins. All right, guys, I really appreciate this. Um, you can follow us on all our social media. It was I Got You Podcast. We're on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. But thank y'all so much for doing this, though. I really appreciate this. I love this conversation. Yeah, this was good. good. I really yeah. love this.